If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush, rush, rush. Sly and the Family Stone bring us back. Hot fun in the summertime. And with us, ladies and gentlemen, the great one. The great one, Mark Levin. Mark, welcome. How are you, my friend? Bo, it's a pleasure. And you know what? I think it's the great big one now. I've gained about 25 pounds, I think. Oh, no. (laughs) I'll try like hell to get rid of it. But, uh, you know, I just had a sorbet and a few chocolate caramels. So that's not going to (laughs) happen. Mark, um, I when when the Roe v. Wade uh, ruling came down and and Casey ruling came down, first thing I thought of was, man, I wish Rush was here to comment oh, on yeah. this. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing I thought of was that this this country, Mark, owes three talk radio giants for the years and years that they have helped create the climate. And it's not just the radio giants, of course. We have a conservative media that's growing, a print media. We have conservative publications. We have conservative pundits. But I tell you what, in terms of mass communication, Rush Limbaugh, Mark Levin, Sean Hannity have been there for years priming this pump, coalescing a group of American citizens together under the banner of conservatism. Before Rush, conservatives, many of us didn't identify as conservatives. And then for the last decades, what have we had? We have had 15 hours a day of Rush, of Sean, of Mark. And we have watched this conservative movement grow. And finally, Mark, especially you brought out the nature to many people who don't understand our Constitution. You made it plain for them to understand. And what has happened with Roe v. Wade and Roe v. Casey, at least to me, This is at last moment. At last, the Supreme Court is paying attention to the Constitution. What say you? First of all, you're extremely generous. Uh, With me, anyway. I mean, with Rush and Sean, I agree. And I've known you a long, long time. And you know well, when we had these legal issues, I would talk to Rush a lot. He'd contact me or I'd contact him. And we go through these things. So this decision was a genius decision because of its simplicity. I mean, the court simply said something that you never hear in Washington, D.C. We don't have the power to get involved in this. We never did. It's not a federal constitutional matter. It's a state legislative or constitutional matter. It is a people matter. We're the furthest thing from we the people. We are lifetime appointees, Roe v. Wade and Casey, where opinion is looking for legal and constitutional justifications and never found them. And they said, we're not going to rule on this. Now, keep in mind, they didn't say 
abortion is unconstitutional under the Equal Protection Clause, they could have said that. They could have said that's a baby, and under the Equal Protection Clause, it deserves protection. Therefore, every abortion-permitting law in the nation is unconstitutional. They didn't do that. And the Democrats want to do the opposite. What the Democrats tried to do in the Senate right after the first draft leak was what? They wanted abortion on demand right to the last second. They support infanticide. It has nothing to do right. with Roe v. Wade and its three trimesters or Casey and viability. A baby is viable when it's about to be born. And the Democrats proposed legislation that only exists in six states. And what it says is abortion on demand right up to the end for any reason and all the restrictions in every other state are to be wiped out. That's what the Democrats believe in, and people need to understand how extreme and radical they are. Now, the Roe v. Wade and Casey decisions, of course, have upset the left mightily. But this decision with the Supreme Court cutting the wings of the EPA, scaling back the EPA's power, no, this power that you want to dramatically change entire industries, Entire sectors of the American economy does not belong to the EPA. It's a legislative power. What Mm -hmm. about that decision? Was that equally sound? Stanley found it was a very, very big deal. Since a case called Chevron, uh, really back to FDR, but beyond that, the Supreme Court has basically allowed Congress to delegate its legislative making to the bureaucracy. And they, uh, and, they, and they have delegated it with these very broad and ambiguous laws. And the bureaucracy, of course, is fairly radical, particularly when you have somebody like a Biden or Obama is the, at the helm, and they've been t- using it, exploiting it, to pass laws. Uh, over the la- if you look at the uh, Federal Register, and I don't expect anybody to do it, uh, it's a million pages long over the last 12 years. All those laws are passed without our representatives involved, without your input. And it's exactly the opposite of what the framers intended. So here, what the court said is, uh, you don't have the power to regulate public utilities in the states. There is no statutory power. And you just can't point to these broad laws passed in the 1970s to say that you can. Now, the reason they're under attack is because the same people who are attacking the court for other reasons, they want the government to have this kind of power. All the court has done in both of these cases has said the right bodies have to make these decisions, and those are the bodies closest to the people, and the people have to have the right to have some input. No more top-down as far as we're concerned. And, of course, the media, which are very stupid and very ideological, they're saying our rights are being taken away, and, and, and who else is going to clean the air? It's just so outrageous how these people report this stuff with the Democrat Party talking points. So we should be very happy with what the court did in these two cases. How about the New York gun law case? Now, New York was already uh, the New York uh, legislature under the unelected governor, Kathy Hochul, is already working to circumvent that decision. That decision uh, overturned a 100-year-old law in New York that basically said that the sheriff, the police, have the ability to stop people from getting guns. They have to tell the police what special circumstances are needed in order to have a concealed weapon. The court said, no, you don't. 
What the court said is, look, if you have a rule that applies to everybody, that's one thing. But if you give the kind of broad discretion to bureaucrats or local officials to decide on a one-off basis, if somebody has a right to gun, do you need it? They said the emphasis is on the wrong thing. The emphasis isn't on do they need it and can they prove it. The point is they have a right to it unless you have a broad-based law that raises questions. So, in other words, if people have committed felonies and you have a law in place that they can't have a gun, okay, fine. But if you say Ernie Grabowski walked into the sheriff's office and he wants a carry permit, and then you say Ernie Grabowski, well, why do you need it? And he says, well, I'm concerned about my safety. And they say, well, we don't think it's enough, so you don't get it. The court said that's not acceptable. That kind of power does not belong with one person or a bureaucracy or anything of the sort. You apply it across the board or you don't. And you can't just say nobody has a right to a gun under the earlier Heller decision because we have a Second Amendment. Have you noticed the pattern here? They hate the Bill of Rights. (laughs) They hate the Constitution. (laughs) They hate freedom. They hate individualism. They just want more and more power, so they want to undermine the cops and remove any right to defend yourself. And that's what you have. You have the law of the jungle. You have you have lawlessness and anarchy taking place. Are you optimistic, Mark, after these decisions? We haven't talked about the, the, the two decisions regarding religion. And, of course, that has a whole different segment of the left upset, those that hate religious people, those people that hate religion and continue to say that, The Constitution demands that there be a separation of all church activity and all state activity, which is an incorrect reading of that. But are you optimistic, given this term? I think that we've seen the most momentous term uh, ending in a Supreme Court in in my lifetime. I don't know whether that's, you know, I don't know whether I missed something in the 60s that maybe I'm not taking or the 70s in for granted, but I have never uh, experienced wave this kind of wave of uh-huh. of to me stunning decisions coming from the court well a couple of things first on uh, separation of church and state it's right up there next to the abortion phrase in other words it doesn't exist in the constitution what the first mm-hmm. amendment allows is the free exercise of religion but it also opposes the imposition of religion on individuals in other words they were concerned about a theocracy So a coach, after a football game, going to the corner of the field, getting on his knee, praying to God for 30 seconds, then players asking if they can voluntarily join him. That's not the imposition of religion on those young people. That is their voluntary choice. Now, he did it on public property. So what? If people understand the history of this country, faith has been exercised on public property all the time until the 1940s in a decision called Everson, which was uh, written by Hugo Black. Hugo Black was a bigot. Hugo Black opposed the Catholic Church and the Pope. We know that from no less of a person than his own son. He was the lawyer for the Klan for a couple of years in Alabama, and he was FDR's first appointee to the Supreme Court. But there is no separation of church and state uh, in the Constitution. That's not to say we support you know, uh, somebody's faith being imposed on everybody, but how in the world was this guy imposing anything on anybody? And they said, look, he has a right to exercise his faith too. We don't just have to talk about Marxism, you know, and Leninism. We can talk about other things too, including faith. 
As for am I optimistic or pessimistic, this is where Rush and I <laughs> had two different personalities. Oh, okay. He was always optimistic. Mm-hmm. I have to say I can be pessimistic. Uh, and, uh, and we were a good balance in that way. I mean, he, he was a realist, don't get me wrong. But, but you could see when he broadcast how positive he was and so forth and so on. I look at this and I say, these uh, one, two, three decisions were great decisions, but our expectations have been so dumbed down. I mean, all we had was the court, and they were gutsy to do it, saying, wait a minute, the First Amendment means what it says. Wait a minute. We're a represented republic. The bureaucracy can't make laws. Wait a minute. This issue of abortion isn't in the Constitution. So we say, wow, look at what they did, which is great. Don't get me wrong. It took guts. But we're in a position where we just can't play even. We've got to make some progress beyond the Supreme Court decisions. I'm hoping we do in November. But then again, we can't win every election. People need to understand these days are different. They're they're more gravely dangerous than ever before because these people – want to devour our culture, whether it's our classrooms, whether it's open borders. They want to devour our constitutional system, this war on the Supreme Court. We've never seen anything like this before. They want to nationalize the voting system so they can never lose. And they are serious about what they're doing. I'm just concerned a lot of the Republican rhinos who run things in Washington don't quite get it. I think you and I and our audiences get it. But these are very, very, very perilous times. And you can see how they're trashing Clarence Thomas, how another Supreme Court, Justice Kavanaugh, had his life threatened, how they're trying to destroy Donald Trump. The same people who are trying to destroy Trump, trying to destroy Clarence Thomas, trying to destroy Kavanaugh, open borders and all the rest. Those same people, people say, you know, I support maybe Tom Cotton or DeSantis. You don't think they're going to trash the hell out of those men, too? Exactly. They will try to destroy them, too. Mark, that's the time we have. Uh, I hope you join us again, man. I love you so much, Mark, and thank you for Likewise, everything that brother. you thank you for everything that you do and that you've done for this country, Mark. That's the great one, folks. Mark Levin. Thank you, Mark. You too, James. God bless you, man. Mark Levin on WABC Talk Radio seventy seven. He's here later tonight, every weekday night. The great one. Check him out. The constitutional conscious of America. James Golden, aka Bo Snurley, with you here. Most nervous rush hour coming back. Princess die coming back. Your calls and more news. Don't go away. It's the rush hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush on rush. 77 WABC. 